Christmas You can count on me Please have snow And mistletoe And presents on the tree Greetings, holiday shoppers. There are now only zero shopping days left until Christmas because today is Christmas Day and this is Christmas Creeps, your holiday podcast for holiday movies all year round. Hi, my name is Joseph Wade. I am your host for this episode of Christmas Creeps. Here with me tonight, scattered across the four winds of the East Coast of America, are my co-hosts, Johnny Five, the human robot. Uh, yeah, hi. Come on, it's Christmas. Be a little more energetic than that. I drank all the eggnog. So that's that's why uh, Denny's didn't have any more then. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Right into uh, it. Okay, uh, Karen5 is here as well. Hi. Karen5, hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I'm sorry, I said hi, I thought that was enough. (laughs) (laughs) You and John, I have so much trouble with you two. We're the worst. Back with us again for the holidays is our old friend Brad Bradford. Joy Noel to all the listeners out there in podcast land. Oh my god. (laughs) Well, if Brad's here, that's like 75% of our listener base is no longer listening. (laughs) More or less. (laughs) True. More or less. But we're happy to have Brad back for our second annual Christmas episode. Uh, This year, year we could not be together for Christmas, unfortunately. Uh, So we did the next best thing. We are uh, recording this call from, like I said, all over America. But not really, because John and John and Karen are just down the street at home, uh, <laughs> right? That makes we're... us all sound terribly lazy. But you know what? It's the holidays, and we're allowed. Well, we don't really live literally just down the street. It's like a thirty-minute drive. Yeah, it's, like it's cat bell noises. It's a ways. Yeah, John and Five have lots of cats. So if you hear any strange uh, twinkling or jingling and jangling sounds, they're yeah, they're like all showing up right now. Like that is definitely not a cat. Don't lie to me. No, that was just Brad, but two of our cats have walked into the room where we're recording, and they're probably going to want to get all up in our faces. Yeah, they want to see where the action is. Exactly. All up in the yeah. face meat. Whiskers. Yep. They got Gato. Oh, Gato. <laughs> uh, Gato is one of them, but yeah, she's I... not in here right okay. now. We have right. Gato and, and Lindsay and Felix. Felix is the, the latest one. addition to the uh, robot household. Yes, yes, we have a, a cat number three now. As of uh, about uh, two weeks ago, about a week and a half ago, a little, a little over a week ago. It's a Christmas miracle. <clears throat> it is. It's so nice of you to give that cat a home for Christmas, and I'm not even being sarcastic when I say that. Yes, he adopted <laughs> us, so we we couldn't not. We had to bring him home. All right, gang. Well, tonight for Christmas, we have a very special movie lined up for you. We are going to be <laughs> discussing... Special. <laughs> this is a very special episode of Christmas Creeps. He laughs because he knows what I'm about to say is a lie. Uh, we are going to be discussing The Santa Claus from 1994 tonight, starring Tim Allen and uh, what's his name? Judge Reinhold. Yeah. And the guy from Serenity, whose name escapes me at the moment. Uh, no <laughs> Judge Reinhold? Yeah, Judge Reinhold. <laughs> Judge I Reinhold, said it twice. too. <laughs> Guy from Serenity. Oh, David Krumholtz. Yeah, David Krumholtz, yeah. It's, no, I it's, could say... Neil Schreiber's it's the guy... brother. It's Barry Schreiber. 
Yeah. It's yeah. that guy. It's the guy from Numbers. It's the guy from Adam's Family Values. It's the guy who's not Oscar Isaac, but I'm sure is definitely pissed off about Oscar Isaac. Oh, because yeah. they look the same. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> the Santa Claus, starring those people. Those people. Had, had <laughs> my co-hosts seen this movie before this podcast? Yes. When I was a child. Yeah, yeah. I saw it maybe two times when I was young, but it's been like 15 years at least. Yeah, it's okay. been like almost like a good 20 years since I've seen it. So I have a crazy yeah. idea. What's up? How about instead of this, we talk about Terminator 2? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I've never seen Terminator 2. I didn't wow. watch the Santa Claus for nothing, John. That's true. Like, I... now that we've done it, we have to talk about it. Can I write out of the gate? I didn't hate it. <laughs> I actually probably enjoyed it more than the two other movies that I've had the displeasure of being here for. <laughs> well, well, that's up waist deep in it just well, yet. Those were those were low standards, though. But like, if Tim Allen wasn't in this movie, it would be a good movie. Tim, really? Tim Allen so? said a bunch of shit that I just wanted to roll my eyes at him the entire movie. The oh entire yeah, movie, Tim Allen was just being like a. Well, he's playing Tim Allen. That's all yeah, Tim Allen does. A bitter, is... snarky shithead. Right. And if it was someone with a little, you know, personality, maybe. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, Tim Allen is a character actor, and his character is Tim Allen. I did appreciate though that at one point in the movie, he basically did the thing where he fucking like bangs his head on the pipe going down the stairs in Home Improvement. Did Except he? that that version of this move in, in this movie. Um. Yeah. In the fucking North Pole. When there's like the little elf door and the big human sized oh, door. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now I remember. He it does was, that it was, a few times. He bangs his head on that, a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was basically that gag. Maybe that's he, why he does. He does his sort of requisite like Tim Allen, like uh, a Mister Mister. He he does Tim the Toolman Taylor like a bunch in this movie. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, absolutely. He, do, he talks about power tools and he goes rrr, rrr, rrr. like yeah, I said. I was, you know, he does he's that. playing Tim Allen. I was wondering he's how many Tim, Tim Allen bronze we would get. In this episode. I don't yeah, know. Got, you got two from me. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have seen his recent project, the horrible Last Man Standing. I but have. he he, he plays have Tim Allen he plays Tim Allen in that too. The only reason oh, I know my. about it is because we usually my wife likes Dr. Ken. That's a different oh, discussion wow. for another day. Okay. Uh, but sometimes when we tune in, we catch like the last five minutes of Last Man Standing and it's not good. But he's playing Tim uh, Allen again. True story about Last Man Standing. Uh, at my job, one of my uh, coworkers asked me if, because I am a movie guy, I would be interested in starring in a video blog for our company. And I kind of sheepishly said, yes, just to see what he was talking about. Oh, no. And he said, it's like the end of uh, that show, Last Man Standing, where Tim oh, Allen no. does a video blog. And I, uh, oh. Oh, my and, God. Uh, like, and I, I didn't know that that was a thing that he did in the show, and then I had to go and watch, and I'm like, oh shit, this is just like Dookie Hauser. How's that? Dookie treat? Hauser. Oh gosh, you didn't actually you go to say like, uh, it's more like that video where Bud Dwyer shot him. So, oh. oh my god, you didn't actually go through with it, did you, Joe? No. Okay, no, Joe did not shoot himself. No, no, I know that. I'm still here. No, no, I. I kind of sort of quietly never brought it up again, and thankfully neither have they. <laughs> so that's where that's going to stay. Oh, my God. Mm. 
But oh. anyway, uh, the Santa Claus uh, from 1994, I feel like, like, like right at the start of this movie, I feel like it's one of those movies that announces that, like, hey, man, this is a really hip and cool take on Santa Claus in the 90s. And, <laughs> like, hey, man, it's the 90s kind of thing. Because they go into, like... This like ain't really, your daddy's whatever the fuck this movie about. This ain't your daddy's Santa Claus. <laughs> right. And they get into some really, like... Uh, I guess modern takes on marketing and uh, professional therapy and like uh, fat shaming. Oh, fat shaming and like broken <laughs> households. And this is a this gets like to the heart of what the '90s were all about in kind of a really roundabout and kind of dumb way. Yeah. But yeah. um, like when when you say that when you bring up the subject of what movie is the most 90s movie a lot of people will will go straight to space jam or like batman forever but like you could make a pretty strong case that the santa claus is it it's definitely the most 90s holidays movie well i would almost say the brady bunch movie is the most 90s movie yeah yeah that that kind of of encapsulates like the whole 90s movie like thing yeah, yeah, it does. Like, it's so postmodern and so kind of up its own ass. Yeah, <laughs> that's the 90s. Like, there were so many remakes of shit, and yeah. It's like, well, we won the Cold War, guys. What's the point of anything? It's actually... Yeah, it's it's the end of history. What are we going to do now? We have to have start remaking everything. <laughs> and... Let's play Sega. <laughs> Let's play a Sega. Oh, you guys the Brady Bunch movie. We're going to play Toe Jam and Earl now. Who wants to be Earl? I'm always Toe Jam. (laughs) Damn. Hmm. So anyway, uh, The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen. I feel like I have to say that every single time. Uh, In case anyone forgets. In case you forgot. It's about a toy executive. You can't hear the E when you say it. What, John? You can't hear the E when you say it. We'll get there. Don't worry, John. We'll get there. So the Santa Claus is about uh, Scott Calvin, played by Tim Allen, who is a a toy executive working on. I think like the year's big toy was like it was some doll. It was some like Susie talks a lot kind of doll. And he is a divorced father of a little boy named Charlie, who is still you know young enough to believe in Santa Claus, and Charlie's new stepdad, played by. Judge Reinhold Welcome is back to the show. <laughs> what? Welcome back to the show, Judge Reinhold. He was in Gremlins. Oh, you're right. Remember I'm that sorry. movie we watched one time? That it's movie been, we watched one time. It's been years and years. <laughs> oh my god! But his stepdad, played point. by uh, Judge Reinhold, Gremlins is Judge Reinhold uh, <laughs> of Gremlins, Gremlins fame, right? <laughs> Judge Reinhold of Gremlins fame. Um, is a, a personal therapist or, or of some kind, a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, and he tells Charlie there's there's no such thing as Santa Claus, or in in friendlier terms, I guess that there's no such thing as Santa Claus. Right. So this Christmas Eve, Charlie has to spend with uh, his father Scott, and he really doesn't want to. He's not uh, too crazy about it, and Scott tries to sort of comfort him and tell him that you know Santa Claus is definitely real. Even though you can kind of tell he doesn't really believe it. He's telling it to his son because that's what fathers do. Well, he's a grown-ass man, but he's, yeah, exactly. he's worried for his son that he's he's not going to have any magic in his life. Right. And he so before 
Right. Lose that sense of wonder. Before right, he the movie loses his haircut. Right. The movie starts off. Fashion. <laughs> it starts off fairly realistically with you know you know everybody knows there's no such thing as Santa Claus, but parents keep it going for their kids anyway because that's what you do. You um, lie to your kids as you do. You lie to your kids as you do. As every, I don't know. I can't say as as a person who's not a parent. I can't say that. That you would, everybody would do that. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it. If you tell your kids Santa Claus exists, you're a bad parent. What? <laughs> Are you for yeah, real? You Are you really gonna fight about this on a podcast right instead now? Of being, you know, watch out for Invisible Sky Daddy, everybody. Well, that's different. Invisible Ho Ho Sky Daddy, I guess. In this person, I was gonna case. say lots of parents teach their kids about Invisible Sky Daddy as well. Well, that's <laughs> a di- that's a horse of podcast. that's a horse of a different color. Yeah. An elf of a in- different shelf. Invis- Invisible Sky Daddy doesn't really give you presents. <laughs> it just it just gives you crippling anxiety and weird sexual hangups. It's true. And that could be considered a present of its own, but anyway. <laughs> See also Bad Santa. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> No, I am totally not a fan of, like, the entire fucking idea of, like, Santa used as, like, a fucking, like, cudgel against children, basically. Not a, of just, it, like, not a behavioral control. That, that, anyways. Well, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's maybe a conversation for a better podcast about parenting. I but, guess. Uh, right. <laughs> but for the purposes of this show, you know, um... Hi, welcome to the first episode of Baby Creeps. <laughs> oh my God. Scott's trying to do right by his kid, Charlie. And so he's trying to at least keep the Santa myth going for as long as he can. Um, so that night, the there Santa rose... There, this, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my <sorry>. God. <laughs> Subtitle for the episode. The yes. Santa delusion. Yeah. I mean, it, in, the, in like the second act, when Charlie's meeting with his dad, it really gets into that for a few minutes. It kind of does, yeah. So, I mean, the long and short of it is, that night, there rose such a clatter on their roof, and he goes out to investigate, and there's Santa Claus up on the roof. And Scott, not believing that this exists at all in the real world, immediately thinks there's an intruder. So he screams out, hey, you, what are you doing up there? And it catches Santa off guard, and Santa loses his his, uh, shit. He loses his shit, and also his his life, life. because he falls off the (laughs) roof. Yeah, so what I kind of Santa here. loses, like, exactly? He, he says, hey, Santa? you, and then that ca- just, damn hands off her. hey, <laughs> you, causes Santa to fall off the roof and eat it. Right. What a and shitty it's Santa. Even, it's like it's his not first that, time. <laughs> it's not even that steep of a roof, and also it's onto a pile of snow. Yeah. So Santa is a real lightweight. Well, yeah. here's here's my central theory. Okay. He waves Santa, the, the old Santa, we're going to refer to as Santa A in this scenario, uh, yes. waves goodbye. I think he was waiting for a good opportunity to off himself. Oh, shit. He's like, he didn't he's fine. Be because he's, he's cursed. If you think about it, the whole, San- yeah. the whole concept of the Santa Claus, if, if Scott Calvin hadn't embraced it the way that he did, many people would see this as a curse. And Absolutely. so he's, he's looking for the, the nearest rube. To to basically murder him, and he's like, "Oh, finally, I can shovel off, you know, shove off this mortal coil. My curse ends. Goodbye, <laughs> rubes." He's just like Alternate so. Theory. Yes, and, and so my watch Alternate has ended. <laughs> so my watch has ended. That the actual Santa, who's at his experience, already died previously in the night, and then another guy put on a suit, and then 
Scott kills that guy. Yes, because he's so unexperienced. He's only level yeah. one. He's only a level one yeah. Santa. He gets caught immediately at the first house and then falls off the roof. What kind of, like... That's his neighbor Gary. Santa is that? Exactly. Yeah, he's a terrible so, Santa. He wasn't cut <laughs> so, for the job at all. So it's, Santa, it's basically... So, so Scott is Santa the, C the, uh, at this the point. The Donald Trump of Santas. He, <laughs> Scott is, is wow, the wow. one mighty and strong of Santas. The one foretold in the legends who will come and wear the suit for more, more than one year. He is the Choho Hosen one. <laughs> oh no. Nice. Jesus. So yeah, Scott puts on the suit, the Santa suit, as you do. You put on the suit of the man who kills you. You keep what you kill, as Riddick would say. Um, <laughs> oh damn. Paid the iron price for that suit. Jesus Christ. And, and uh, so he, he finds he, he's looking for ID on Santa's person and he finds this little card that says, you know, identifies him as Santa Claus. Turn it over on the back and it says uh, uh, something along the lines of if you find this suit, put on or if you if you find me, put on the suit, the reindeer will know what to do. And then they discover the reindeer up on the roof. Because so, they couldn't see the fucking sleigh and eight huge goddamn reindeer standing up there before. Right. So what's up? Um, remember in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the idea of the somebody else's problem field? Yeah. Yes. The idea of if you just make something so unusual that it's like, it must be somebody else's problem and nobody else can see it. The, that's what it is. You don't see the reindeer unless you need the reindeer. The reindeer that are makes requirement. Sense. So, that's like the mirror of Erised? No, I already made a Harry Potter joke. I said reindeer of requirement. Oh, okay, excuse well, me. Well, the, Fuck. I think, Asshole. I think you're, you're missing one point. The entirely creepy animatronic reindeer. True. With oh, like their ru- we... their bloodshot red eyes and. Uh... Oh, you mean the puppet they got right off the set of Evil Dead Two: Dead by Dawn? <laughs> we would like to. Uh, John and I noticed, and I'm sure you guys did too. I don't know if you noticed the timestamp or not. At 17 minutes and 20 seconds, there was a reindeer fart. Oh, I I put it down as 17:35, but yes, I actually oh, no- okay. noted the exact same thing in my notes. Yes. I'm glad you guys were paying attention because it completely passed me by. I was yep. expecting more, to be honest. This, this <laughs> is, I should mark. And sometimes the gas passes you. I should mark that this is the only reindeer fart in the movie. But at uh, at fifty three fourteen, there is a Tim Allen fart. Yes, uh, thank you, Brad, because that was the other one that we were going to say. <laughs> so that's more like a shaggy dog fart, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn. So. Also of note, the reindeer comet in particular, voiced by Frank Welker, uh, the why the hell not? Give us why the hell not? Because when you need animal sounds, you go to Frank Welker. Oh. You go to you go to Megatron. So and also and then Charlie just insists that they get in the sleigh and go off into the night to do Santa things because he's a kid and why wouldn't he? Um, but he's asking his dad about the reindeer and and Scott says uh, the reindeer are a gift. <laughs> And then he says, they're probably from the cable company. We're getting the Disney Channel now. Merry Christmas. And it's but he just like. just say that is the thing. It's all this weird, like. It's all this weird, like. If we were inside, I'd fucking hit you voice he has going on. It's like, they were a gift from the cable company. We're getting the Disney Channel, you little shit. Yeah. It's all super sarcastic and very, like, in your. F- it's a very aggressive tone it's, that it's, he strikes that's, here. That's it's what I was very. To say earlier. If, any other actor would make this character like fun and jolly like just joke around maybe not jim carrey jim carrey jim carrey would kind of fall into the same like sardonic asshole place yeah but like yeah, imagine would. if like i don't know like chris farley maybe was playing the scott calvin character 
Or better yet, you know what? Tom Hanks. Yes, Tom Hanks, perfect. It's really oh, weird wow. because he because he's he's this this they try to paint him as a single dad who wants to do his do right by his kid and loves his kid, but like he'll read like there's that scene where he's reading the book to his son and it's whatever and he skips over the last part because the kid's asleep. But then like immediately when the kid wakes up and he's like, "What's a rose such a clatter?" He like does a 180 and becomes like this huge asshole dad. He's like, "Just go to sleep." It means this. Now go to sleep. Right. He's like, just like go go to sl- go the fuck to sleep. Like. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so yeah. It's a really uneven sort of characterization where it's like, yeah, I mean, people can be both, but he's just like it's like bipolar kind of like 180 sort of stuff where he's he's so sweet and reading a book to his kid and sticking up for him in one second and then the other second he's a sarcastic asshole to his kid. Well, that's yeah. like the that's the arc of the whole movie is it's taking this sarcastic asshole and forcing him to be Santa Claus and that and the fact that he's Santa Claus sort of like softens his heart and okay. makes him a more genuine person. That's what the intent is. But in, yeah. in execution, it's so harsh, you know. Yeah. Like it's, it, he it's in the like, the first act of the movie, Tim Allen is so harsh to his son and to everybody. You kind of oh, don't want him to be Santa Claus. No, actually, I wrote I wrote here in my notes it, during the next scenes where he's he's trying out being Santa the first night, and he has to to put these presents down and deal with kids that are waiting up for him, and he's being so shitty and so mean. And and so acidic to like that little girl that was waiting up for him, and he yeah. throws the Raggedy Ann doll into the tree. That's the that's honestly the only time that I laughed during the entire movie. I'd be okay with a movie where it's just Tim Allen having to, this cross to bear and just being an absolute shitlord to children the entire night. So, I'd be okay so, with like, that. <laughs> bad Santa, but. But the Tim Allen but, version? But literally, the, he is Santa, not just a mall right. Santa. Yeah, The bad, bad Santa Claus. Yeah, you yeah. need that, or, like I said, someone to lighten up. Someone who, instead of being like, you know, I'm not Santa. Santa's not really a dumb fucking kid. <laughs> someone who's like, you know, uh, Santa's sick. He asked me to cover for him tonight. Oh, hey, I, I before we kind of move on to the rest of the plot, I did want to bring up one weird detail that I wrote down. Um, so, Is this about uh, the Rose Such a Ladder Company? Uh, no, this is before that. Um, so, Scott fucks up christmas dinner for yes, charlie so that yes. they go out to denny's they go to denny's and he's like it's an american institution everybody loves denny's and what the, the first thing you see when you go into denny's what is it it's a table full of japanese businessmen just screaming at each other <laughs> I, yes. I was hoping we would talk about the denny's scene it's, well i i already made a joke about it earlier so yeah like, we have to talk about it <laughs> like what's charlie thinking i'd be super stoked to go to a denny's if i was a little kid Maybe yeah, that's just like, me. So you mean instead of turkey, I get to have like infinite pancakes? Yeah, I get to have hamburgers for 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 Christmas dinner. This fucking rules, right? <laughs> yeah, like pancake. I don't yeah. Like pancake Planet. They may be out of <laughs> chocolate milk, but hell, all you can eat waffles. Yeah, for real. Like, I mean, and Charlie's being a little bit of a shit about oh, it. Like, no. I don't like eggnog. I don't want to eat at Denny's. I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to be here with you. No, I made notes. kind of what he said. Because I was like, I was like, single dad, acting kind of shitty. But I was like, but so is the kid? More yeah, kind of. <laughs> also, they get shoved off into the single dad room. Yep. Yeah, because yes. there's other single dads who have had who have suffered the same fate in the Denny's. <laughs> I want to know what that dead story is like. Like, he doesn't get to be Santa Claus at the end of the night. He just has a burned hand. It's true. Oh, poor dad. And there's no there's no more eggnog. 
So yeah, back to uh, back to the plot at hand. So Scott and Charlie are flying no. off into the night as no, no, no. playing. I talk about the fucking Rose Suchik Ladder Company. <laughs> okay, we'll go oh back. Tell me about the Rose Suchik Ladder Company. I fucking hate it. <laughs> okay. Moving on. No, no, I, I took notes on this as well. I have a, a, a point to make about this. It's it's another case like the title of the film where kids are misunderstanding perfectly obvious words because nobody bothers to explain it to them. Because when, when he reads the story to him the night before Christmas, there rose such a clatter and he just sort of speeds off through it. And then Charlie misunderstands it as what's a rose such a clatter like it's a thing. And then Scott never bothers to explain what I mean, he, he very casually sort of farts his way through it. But he doesn't actually sit down and explain, like, back then words meant other things, and we used them for flowery language, and here's what these words mean now. He just says, like, it, it means, it means something happened, it means something happened and there's a big noise, okay? Just, uh, fuck you, kid. Go the fuck to sleep, I got some whiskey to drink. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's like, it, just like the Santa Claus, which is a pun based on legal terminology, which we will get into later, I promise you. Like okay. We keep teasing it and talking about it, but we'll get there. It's just, I mean, the movie is meant for children, so first of all, like, sure, I'll allow that. But, the, like, it insists upon itself, and so now I'm sure there are kids out there who think that the Rose Suchik Ladder Company exists. Like, it's... it's uh, Right, like, a like, real like company. It's, a, it's a real brand. Back the fuck up. Okay. I was a formidable youth when the Santa Claus came out, and I don't know anybody in my age who thinks that the Rose Suchuk Ladder Company is a real thing that exists. Okay, Brad, uh. let me explain to you how the bell curve works. Oh, God. <laughs> Are we going to get into the Dooning-Kruger effect? Oh, no. No, what the bell curve is, is I hit you with this handbell <laughs> so hard that your back curves. <laughs> I'm going to go okay. take a, a good uh, uh, Salvation Army bell and hit me over the head with it. Yes. Did you guys see the football player that jumped into the Salvation Army bucket? Holy shit, no, I haven't. No, what? There was an NFL game, like, last weekend. I, I just saw it through social media. There's an NFL game last weekend. I guess they had, like, big, giant Salvation Army buckets on the corner of the field to promote the Salvation Army. And okay. one of the football players got a touchdown, and he jumped into the bucket, and they penalized him for excessive celebration. And it was the greatest thing ever. I'd give him three points extra for jumping into the Salvation Army bucket. Holy and like crap. $19 and change. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I found it. Okay. <laughs> I think it was a cowboy. Uh, Just gonna post it here in the chat thread. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, show notes later. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> it's the best. It is. Pretty good. Oh. oh boy. <clears throat> Anywho, so having uh, having successfully made it through the night as Santa Claus, Scott and Charlie return to the North Pole. Does anyone well, want to take it from here? I want to just go on with this a little bit. They don't really have a successful night as much as like you could have had literally anyone be santa claus the th entire thing was automated like the kind of yeah where to go the toys just magically appear in the sack 
Um, he just automatically, like, gets floated down the fucking chimney, regardless of whether there's a chimney or not, one fucking appears. Well, Santa's basically, like, the queen of England. He's just a figurehead. Yeah. I guess I'll yeah, take I mean, it. It's, 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 the, it's the movie version of A Wizard Did It. Um, and if you made the movie today, I'm sure they would try to, to make it in, like, uh, Santa has drones that does everything for him, or something oh like that. Oh my god. They do, they do even kind of go there at the end, but... A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I can I can I can attempt to to take the second act from here. Okay, take the reins, Bradford. I will take the reindeer. Thank so you. they land at, they land in the North Pole, and and the reindeer run off. And at this point, uh, Tim Tim Allen, aka Scott Calvin, is expecting. He was like, okay, let's go home. And they don't go home. They're at the North Pole, uh, and the sleigh uh, gets gets taken down into a secret bunker. And they hold on are, a minute. Yes. Hold on a minute. What? Like a a little elf comes out and raises like a a a, a pole pole, and he's Scott's like, "What is that?" And Charlie goes, "I think it's the North Pole." And then so amazingly incredulously, he just screams, "That's the North Pole!" Right? It's like, <laughs> like are you that fucking stupid? <laughs> <laughs> but then at the same time, like, you know what? Why not? Sure. That's and the that, North Pole. That contains the the security code to get into the bunker, and I believe. I want to say it was one two two five. It was one two three nine. Boom. Yeah, that, like there. That's what I think is a missed opportunity. I, I thought I saw it wrong. I was like one two three nine. Should be one two two five. That's much better. Anyways, okay. the, the password is December thirty ninth. Thirty nine. <laughs> right. So it's like what? Like January eighth. The secret day that Jesus was really born. Uh, <laughs> we don't so... have it on our calendar anymore. It's been lost to history. <laughs> January eighth was Elvis's birthday, so uh, awesome. Elvis yeah, is Jesus. A, a king is born as a man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the the sleigh descends into the bunker, and there are kids everywhere feeding the reindeer, and yeah, it's moving a bunch of shit around. Kidnapped gypsy children. It it is it is kids with prosthetic ears, and they're the elves. Uh, I, they are they are dressed like like Romani. At the, oh that's oh what's yeah, going on here. yeah they they are. Um, there are some great stylings I'll get to shortly. So they get off the sleigh and everybody's confused about what's going on. And, uh, Scott's all like, oh, who's in charge here? Who do I talk to? And they're all like, you're in charge. You're, you're Santa. You're the big man. Uh, and so, so we're continuing to be confused. And then an angsty looking, uh, teenage elf walks up. I say teenage. They're all thousands of years old as will be revealed. And his name is Bernard. And he's got dreadlocks, and he's got a bit of toot on him, and he tells everybody to get back to work. Uh, this is this is David Crumholtz. in charge. I don't so know. Why he's... Don't they just be like, yeah, go talk to Bernard. Yeah, he's a, he's ostensibly like the boss when Santa's not around. Right, he's the head elf in charge. He's he's the second. He's the right hand man to Santa. Uh, right. And so he he explains the score a little bit. He's like, you're Santa. Uh, deal with it here. Uh, and he he gets uh, he gets Charlie some food. And he gives him a snow globe that shows a sleigh and reindeer inside of it. Whoa, super cool. Okay, and he's like, cool. this might come in handy sometime. So, yeah, objection this... right here to the movie. Why do none of the elves give that much of a shit that Santa fucking died? I had the same thought. I think like, nobody le- even bats an eye at it. I think it leads more credence to your theory that there's a really high Santa turnover here. Oh, so they just don't have time to get like really attached to any of the same. Right, they're only yeah. It, it's it, it might you know 
you might go through two or three Santas at, at a night, and and as as I mentioned, TA is just a lucky one. He's he's a natural. Or, he's the natural. What? Or, or what about the theory that Santa, you know, since he's all like human people, like mortal people, that he lives, you know, like a regular human lifespan, but these elves are all like thousands of years old. Yeah, so, they've, like, they've yeah gone through so hundreds of Santas. They they yeah. don't give a shit anymore. They've yeah, seen it. There, it's like you all look the same to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all humans look the same. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and so, and and as we'll see later, they all end up looking the same, anyways. I do. Right, wanna, yeah. I, I do want to know what happens when a lady puts on the Santa suit, though. But we'll get into that. I mean, ostensibly, <laughs> she would just become a Mrs. Claus type figure, but. Uh, back to that the has the interesting impli- that has interesting implications for the sequel. By oh, the way, which I have not seen the sequel. We don't need to talk about them tonight, but we could at least maybe mention them. Okay, uh, I'll get back to the plot summary though. Well, yeah. I just want to uh, say it wouldn't happen because this is the '90s and women knew their place. I think oh, oh, right. My J-Pod. my guess is that she just turns into mom from Futurama. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. Okay, so Bernard Bernard settles the score. And and TA slash SC is protesting the entire time. He's all like, I don't want to be Santa. Uh, I'm good. And so he's like, no, you put on the suit. You read the card. You're, you're Santa. And so we introduce the concept of the Santa Claus, spelled with an E. There's small fine print on the business card that uh, Scott pulled out of the Santa A suit that says, if you read this card and put on the suit... You are Santa until you die, or I think there's some other part of it until you decide to, you know, by design pass it on to somebody else. Um, and so one, that's one, that. One thing in particular that the the, the uh, legalese notes is that you forfeit your own identity to become right. Santa Claus. Right. So he is no longer he is no longer truly Scott Calvin or Tim the Toolman Taylor. He is the Santa Claus. Um, and the entire time, this is like under a micro, like a, a, a magnifying glass, which we see from below, just so we can look up Tim Allen's fucking nose. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. So, so Tim Allen can mug at the camera for about thirty seconds, making goofy faces. Yeah, because this is a kids' movie. Remember? Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so that's that. And this is all taking place in the North Pole. There's, there's a uh, you know toy workshops all around. There's there's a room called the ballroom, which is a funny pun because there are tons of balls in the room. Um, sure would have loved to have seen the ballroom, but and, no, we just have to look at it from the outside and wonder. It, and it's uh, actually the the large room from Dashcon. And they're all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so sorry about Night Vale leaving uh, the North Pole. Here, you get thirty minutes in the ballroom. Every uh, new Santa gets twenty extra minutes in the ball in the ballroom. <laughs> Um, so, so the elves are, is, are making toys and there's like giant model trains and it's all very fun. And they all have like it last, like a J5 mentioned, uh, Roma stylings, but some of them are wearing like, you know, medieval clothing and like jaunty sailors caps. But my favorite cameo of all is when, when, the, when Bernard starts yelling at Santa, he's like, you're Santa. Like all of them stop and look, and there's just one, they, they dress up like a six month old kid as an elf and it's, it's just the saddest it's just this oh tiny God. useless baby elf and it, I, actually that was the only other time that i laughed just because it's so dumb he's like oh, it's just this this infant just sitting there just like looking around dumbly it's like he's not gonna be good on the line 
And and also <laughs> Scott, only, he's only five hundred years old. And Scott at this point had just said, "What if I don't believe in Santa Claus?" And it's just like it cuts to shots of all the other elves looking disbelieved, disbelieved. And the then it shows the baby elf that just looks like somebody kicked its puppy. <laughs> the tiny, useless baby elf. My favorite character in the Santa Claus. I would have liked it better if the other elves threatened him. They were just like, well, if there's no Santa, then we don't need you now, do we? <laughs> oh, dear. Overthro- I, seizing the means of elf production. I, I, I just, <laughs> I have to wonder what the baby elf's role is, and it makes me think of Snowpiercer. Because, like, I have to wonder, like, if maybe the baby elves are the only ones who can fit inside the tree to, like, plug in the light bulbs and things like that. Oh, shit. So they put the baby elves to work doing, like, hard labor unseen from the rest of the elf community. Yeah, they're, like, the only ones that can fit into the ducks and things. Also, spoiler alert for Snowpiercer. Child wishes for like a realistic baby doll, they just kill and taxidermize one of the the elves. Shit. Ouch. Anyways. What are are the means of elf production? Uh, They fuck. That's what that's going to more elves. Well, alright. I didn't want to think about that, but okay. (laughs) Alright. Well, this leads directly into the scene where Tim Allen hits on a child. Yes, okay. So we're introduced to Judy, who is (laughs) who is uh, Santa's chambermaid, essentially. She's I mean, she's the primary elf attendant. She also is like a she's higher up. She hangs out yeah. in most of the critical scenes, uh, and it's another little kid, and she's dressed up like a fictional fairy tale character, and she she shows him her his bedroom and makes him hot cocoa, and it's all very nice and very cute. And Tim's like, well, I guess magic maybe does exist, and then he falls asleep with Charlie on the bed, and he wakes well, up. Hold- Let's Hold the phone. You're skipping. Though. You're skipping a very crucially, uh, a critically. Um, shit, I lost my train of thought. You're skipping a critically creepy scene. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. From, so I want to say from both of them though, because like she's totally given like give me some of that jolly old Saint Dick eyes, and like <laughs> you should not teach a child how to do how to do bedroom eyes movie. Don't do that. So yeah, yeah Tim Allen. Tim Allen hits on what is effectively an eight year old Japanese elf child and then he she says, says you know for your age you're, you're, you're very you look good, good looking for your age, your age assuming yes. assumingly in this that she's like 1200 years old right yes because she has been working on hot cocoa for 1200 years and she says she's seeing somebody in rapping so she shuts wow. him down which uh, as a child i never understood what that meant oh no i didn't i, I didn't pick up on <laughs> but at, at the same time like her the actress is just giving him looks like she's just like yeah i want to hop on that north pole I'm not comfortable pursuing this line of thought. I yeah, know, we're like, gonna we're like, gonna move on with the plot summary now. Both of them are creeping each other out, though. It's 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 not, not a comfortable scene. Cre- yeah, it's not just Tanon being a creepo. It's the yeah. kid actor being a fucking creepo. I, I will say at first, like I wasn't sure if it was a child actor or if it was a little person because I was like weirded out by the look she was giving. It yeah, is. Also, I got some more. I need I need to get these Santa Dick puns out of the system. So I'm okay. okay. All right, hit it. No, that, those were the two. I needed to get. I needed to get <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Um, so that's an unfortunate scene that probably should not have existed in the movie, but it did. So there we have it. Right. Um, so again, Tim Allen goes out on the balcony and monologues for a minute about how magic might possibly be real and maybe adult humans just stop believing in it. He goes to sleep and he wakes up in good old 1955. And by 1955, I mean, he wakes up in his bed back in normal town. Uh, 
but surprise, he's still wearing the pajamas that Judy gave him that are red and say SC on them. And he's very confused by this, but he doesn't, he, he, he's kind of flabbergasted. He runs out to the front of the yard and inspects the snow pile and doesn't find anything. Uh, and now th- this kicks off like the second like act of the film where it's less whimsical and magical and it's more just <laughs> magical, depressing. more just depressing because it gets into the nitty gritty of like what if a man actually became Santa Claus and how would pe- people react to him being going from like a reason reasonably um decent looking 38 year old man to a fat old man with a beard and white hair. And the answer is they would be super skeeved out by it and and uh, take away his custody rights. Well, and it's not even that. It's not even that he, he gained weight and grew a beard. It's that he looks just like Santa Claus and all the kids believe he's Santa Claus. And his son insists that he's Santa Claus. And so it gets into a very... Yeah, if creepy sort would of have situation. One goddamn thing about OPSEC, there wouldn't have been any of this, these problems. And <laughs> and so, like, it, it plays out in a situation where it's like, what if somebody really did have a moment where they suddenly believed that they really are Santa Claus, and how creepy that is, and how off-putting that would be when you have joint custody of a son, and the son thinks that he's Santa Claus too. And it dips into sort of Miracle on 34th Street territory where all of the reasonable, right-thinking people in the film try to convince him, you know, that he's not Santa Claus and that there's no such thing as Santa Claus and that magic does not exist in the world. And it takes a very sort of grounded and realistic approach to the situation. But then little magical things start to trickle back in and one by one everyone sort of uh, copes with it, basically. If you Uh, might... If by little magical things you mean the, like, terrifying transformation that Tim Allen is about to face. Yes, yes. Uh, that's, no, that's that's firmly <laughs> in the realm of terrifying Santa. transformation. I'm talking about <laughs> little magical things like reindeer following him down the street and children just naturally lining up to tell Santa what they want for Christmas and um, giant deliveries of the naughty and nice list showing up at his doorstep and being able um, to eat 20 different kinds of desserts all at once yes if that's exactly. ma- not magical i don't know what is also the, you can kind of tell this is a 90s movie too from like when he shows up and he's gained a little bit of weight everyone's just like dear god you are the fattest fucking idiot yeah. on the planet you disgust me right yeah <laughs> yeah that was that mentioning fat folk like uh, fat shaming. <laughs> it was a little over the top. That it was scene. very, yeah, we're, very fat shaming. In where the, they were uh, like, scene. they were like, "Good God, man! Like, what has happened to you?" And it's like the boss is telling him off. Which I think is that the dad from that '70s show. No, it's no, the it's, da- it's the Smith. it's the grandpa from Everybody Loves Raymond. That's who I'm, yeah. Okay, sorry. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. That's Holy crap! Of. Also, I'm, why the I'm fuck bad at actors? Okay, lunch at the toy company. By the way, like like a fucking we're not like this catered. Like they're ordering off a damn menu. Well, it's but they're, they're at not, work though. They, it's I like think their they in-house used, restaurant, basically. I think they used to do that sort of thing in the '90s a lot more often than nowadays. Um, but like the yeah. Frankie Actually, that's or... that's a that's probably maybe the the one like really really good scene in the film is that boardroom scene because that's the moment when uh, Scott Calvin starts to like actually sort of take on the role of Santa Claus as a person. Right? Should I? Because I... <laughs> may he I? Order a lot. Of yeah, food. go ahead. He orders a lot of dessert. 
Yeah, he orders a small salad and then like six different desserts. <laughs> but it's the, in the boardroom scene, they're going over like the new toy for next Christmas. And the guy's doing his storyboard pitch. And it's Santa Claus riding off into the night in a, a tank. The total right. tank uh, toy for Christmas. And Scott completely rejects this like right off because it's complicated and ridiculous and it's going to be impossible for kids to build and they're going to have to buy a new one which is commercialist and consumerist as hell and he he insists that children need like smart and simple toys that nurture their their thought processes and their imaginations and you actually get this sense that like he's starting to internalize what it means to be santa claus and it's 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 one of those scenes that I wish they had like included kind of more of in the movie because it's I, I hate to give this movie too much credit, but it's it's kind of a psychological process he's going through, and it's it's a change of heart that's slowly forming in this character, um, right? As exemplified by this man who's all of a sudden rejecting the idea of selling tanks to children. So it's basically the metamorphosis, but instead of a bug, you turn into Santa. Y- yes. It, yes. Yes. It literally, like it's literally that. And the the only exception is that the person that that uh, blossoms into a beautiful social butterfly is uh, Gregor Samsa. <laughs> uh, so speaking of transformations, uh, there are some awful scenes where he shaves off his beard and dyes his hair, and it immediately turns turns white again, and he grows a beard. And I just wanna I just wanna take a, a quick nod to the awful early nineties CGI yes. morphs that are in this movie. Like when he's going down a chimney and he gets all like toontowned the hell out and like the, right. it's it's obviously done in Photoshop. Like there was an intern with like a smash tool that just like <laughs> smashed it. It's so bad. It's so bad yeah, it's this good. Is like the fucking second worst thing that happened in nineteen ninety four is the CGI. <laughs> What's the first? <laughs> Uh, the first is Courtney Love killing Kirk Cobain. Oh. oh. Damn. Oh. Hey, you fucking asked. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what Mike Courtney Love didn't do to Kirk Cobain? Bits. She didn't kill him three times. <laughs> damn. She didn't turn him into Santa Claus. So, speaking of bad decisions, um, at 44, exactly, there's a dead fireman joke. Oh shit! Yeah. Yes, fucking... there is. It's a creepy ass smash cut to like career day at school, and it's just the end of a of a of a speech being given by a firefighter who just says, "So remember, kids, there is nothing more dangerous than third degree burns." Yeah. And then the teachers all, "We're so sorry," uh, and we're so sorry. Uh. Yeah, and we're so sorry to hear about your partner. <laughs> and and that's the end of the da da na dead fireman. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. I have I have a theory. What's that? Um maybe it's not really a dead fireman. Maybe it's the dad the other dad from Denny's. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, so he just had so a, it's a little less burn on his one hand. That's no, his par- no, his partner was the guy in question and his partner was the other dad who burned the turkey. All right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Full okay. circle, but it could have easily been construed as a dead fireman joke. As well, yeah, I, I mean, that was it, the point. We're, yes, we it was definitely it the, point. the point. Yeah, we're we're trying to make this movie less awful than it is. <laughs> we're trying to have fun, okay? It's Christmas. <laughs> All right. So so the transformation continues, and Tim Allen is gaining weight, and he goes to see his his doctor. And at this point, I finally figured out. I was like, I was unsure. I was like, did Tim Allen gain weight for this role, or is he just wearing a fat suit? Did he pull a Mac? And when when he goes to the doctor, it's pretty obvious. No, he's wearing a fat suit. 
Yeah, it's totally offensive. Uh, and and the doctor says, "Oh, you're you're hale and healthy. You're you're as strong as an ox. You're good to go." And he's like, "Oh, well, okay." So obviously, it's having no deleterious felt effect on Ta's health. Uh, but the one thing I want to note is when he puts a stethoscope up to to Scott Calvin's heart, uh, the the heartbeat goes jingle bell. It does bump 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 bump. bump. Bump 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 bump. Yep. Those are some serious heart palpitations. Yeah. Uh, much, and, yeah. and then and then we get and then we smash cut over to the soccer scene where where it uh, we're oh a bridge God. too far and yeah where he where he's finally just gone full Santa. Yes. Yeah. Not by not by his own choice, however. No, it's by through through the magical intervention of of the Christmas spirit. Right. Yes. Tons of children just lined right up. And at that, it's it's at that point where his uh, ex-wife and Judge Reinhold decide that they maybe should start thinking about revoking Scott's custody rights for Charlie, and then we have to deal with the really depressing scene where the courtroom scene where uh, uh, the judge deliberates and comes to the decision that it's in Charlie's best interest that Scott uh, f- fucking leave, basically. Again, this is also Charlie's fault. If Charlie would have just kept his fucking mouth shut, and just been like. Yeah, my dad works in the for a toy company. Yeah, and he even no problems. He even bribes he even bribes Charlie into to keeping the secret and also kinda dad guilts him into doing it. But then he's like, Oh dad, I, I told the judge everything. You're you're really Santa Claus because he's a lawman and he has to know. And, and I and he fucks it up. I can't tell a lie because that would be perjury. Yeah, I guess so. Suppose he he what is what does he, he say he what is courtroom logic so fucking much. He, he says snitches get stitches yeah and then Charlie's next adventure is six feet under um no so so at first Scott tries to bribe Charlie with what five was it five dollars or ten dollars I think it was ten or it was five ten, or ten. okay it doesn't matter nineties um, money it it's doesn't a lot matter in twenty sixteen dollars it would be sixteen dollars and twenty nine cents um. Nobody needed to know that, but there you have there you have it. Um, so speaking of nineties movies, courtrooms, and kids, and me being really mad about things out of nowhere, I really fucking hate John Grisham's The Client. Oh, please tell us why. Because if that kid had not watched a bunch of fucking shitty TV and just said, "Yeah, this is what the the dead guy told us," then there'd be no book slash movie. Yeah, more or less. Thing, the entire thing is just the kid going, well, I saw on TV, but just fucking punch the kid until he tells you shit. <laughs> fucking waterboard a child. Come on. John wow. Gr- what, what is your opinion on John Grisham as a whole? Uh, John Grisham is a whole. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. a, he's a writer, not a whole. <laughs> Damn. Um, I liked... Um, I've read The Pelican Brief, The Firm, and I think The Recruit is the other one I've read. That's more than I have. I I he spoke at our commencement, so I just wanted to know. I don't know if he's if it was a recruit, but their their recruit sounds like the wrong name. But there was one. It was about like this kid getting out of law school, and like he has some like weird like like university rape scandal hanging over his head that's been kind of hush hushed down, and so he takes a shitty job that like just doing dirt in order to keep that quiet. Is it the Rainmaker? No, no, it's the associate. Maybe is what it's called. Okay, okay. It's it's a very generic lawyer drama <clears throat> name, though. Mm. 
As an aside, right. I would like to acknowledge how Christmassy our uh, our part of the podcast is going to sound with the jingle bells in the background. Is that I do kitty? enjoy that. Is that a kitty? It's two two kitties are bathing themselves in very like close proximity to the Aww. microphone right now. That's adorable. <laughs> and, yeah, and they have bells on their collars, so every time they scratch, you can hear the bells jingling. You have a whisker watch alert in effect. A <laughs> yes. whisker watch alert. A winter whisker watch alert. It, it, it's oh. like a, a cat bathhouse in here right now. Awesome. All right, so the second act of, of the Santa Claus is super depressing, and and Scott loses not only his basic humanity and his identity and life and all of that, he loses Charlie as well. Um, but none of that's important right now because it's Christmas, and that's right. when Act 3 starts. This, this is a very, very straightforward kind of movie. It's very kind of boom, 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 uh, you know, Plot beats, yeah. script wise. I, I want to add in. It's not like he gets like vacation for every non non holiday season. They they say you have until Thanksgiving to get your shit sorted out. Then you're up here for in, for fucking right. Life. Then you're Santa. Period. And that, that it makes me think that because uh, they never address what happens to him at the toy company. So he either gets fired for being a fat ass or quits. Quits once once, once he's Santa. Once it's Santa time, maybe right. Know. He, I just want to see the scene where he puts in his two weeks notice, you know, on Black Friday. <laughs> yes. Um, and so... Oh my God. I'm not going to be able to meet my quotas this year. I have other engagements. Uh, traveling engagements. <laughs> You're right. North Pole engagements. So he basically... like something else. No, so he's he... he's going to be like, fuck all y'all, I quit. On Dasher, <laughs> like, just driving by in a sleigh with the fucking middle finger just pointing to the goddamn sky. Driving by in his Ford Taurus. On Dasher, on Dancer, on fuck you and... You too. <laughs> yes, fuck you too. I, so, I ran out of names. <laughs> so I'll against... kiss my ass. I'll kiss my ass. I'm happy not to go. I'll kiss his ass. <laughs> God damn it, John. So against court orders, SC visits Charlie and his ex-wife and Judge Reinhardt. I know that's not his real name. Uh, Somebody's been playing Overwatch. Names, Tim Allen can't remember Bernard. He calls oh, that... him, like, Bartleby and Bartholomew. Well, he, and, like, he's Bertram. doing that intentionally. He's being an asshole. We That's want true. Barabbas. I mean, Bar... I mean, what's his name? He is Tim Allen. Bernard. Barnaby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Bernard is kind of like little Tim Allen. He's going to grow up to be a great Scott Calvin someday. <laughs> In Maybe. 600 years. They deserve each it... other. Why doesn't he just become Santa Claus? Because he didn't put on Santa's suit after he job. fell off the roof. It's not so, yeah, it's not his job. So why doesn't he murder Tim Allen and become Santa Claus? He will. That's Santa Claus five. Oh, okay. Actually, you know what? Charlie almost literally says that at the end of the movie. Oh boy. He says uh, he's gonna take up the family business. Yeah, he's gonna oh. go into the family business and then he looks at his dad. Which I think what means he's going to fucking... kill his dad. <laughs> well, it sounds like the mafia, so maybe. <laughs> Damn. Uh-huh. So so we should probably wrap it up a little bit. Uh, Tim Allen visits visits Charlie and his other family and basically abducts him uh, and takes him to the North Pole on Christmas Eve. And Charlie becomes an engineer. He's wearing a hard hat and he's working on the sleigh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, they completely, like, retrofit or, or rebuild the sleigh in the span of, like, a day or two, I guess. Yeah. And they do all kinds of, like, yeah, high-tech, postmodern bullshit. To yeah. it. Go ahead, John. Like, I'm sorry. It's, it's Tim Allen in, like, peak RRR 
more power, and they just kind of gloss over that shit. Right, <laughs> and they, then they all they all march out to fucking ZZ Top. And it's yeah, not but... even a sharp just fucking man. It's not even <laughs> give me all your loving. How how do you like? It's they didn't like, want to pay for the rights to Sharp Dress Man. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's because this movie cost twenty million dollars, and they spent all that making Tim Allen turn into a CGI fraud. <laughs> they spent all that making Tim Allen get the fuck out of bed. What happened? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, John, yeah, this John's this was theory about this oh, was sorry, pre pre uh, Toy Story Tim Allen, so he hasn't gotten that fat you know uh, Pixar rain check just yet. <laughs> but it is like mid or post home improvement tim allen true yeah yeah, yeah, it's, it's, no, like, that's, yeah that's true. it's like during home improvement times all right sure should i should i motor through the rest of this plot motor through that bad boy please, all right so do. so tim allen's he's got he's suited up he's got all sorts of tech he's doing his new santa thing uh everything's jolly and good and charlie's with him in the sleigh and he ends up eventually getting to charlie's house and the police are staking it out because at this point it is being treated as a, char- uh, a child abduction. Uh, and so the cops apprehend Santa. And we have 18 minutes left in this movie. So things better be- get wrapped up pretty damn quickly. I, so they... I want to jump in with one thing. The yes. girl he was an asshole to before is here again. And he's nicer to her this year. Yes. But at the same time, like, was she missing her front teeth in the first scene? Because those grow back in a lot sooner than a year. Oh yeah, uh, she, it might have I been the other. She might have lost one tooth and then the other. I didn't notice, but it, good catch. Uh, he's very nice. He's a good Santa. He's the best Santa. He is the one. Yes, he, he's the he's, he's the Cho Ho one. Uh, he's finally he's finally kind of earned his keep. Yes, Santa exactly, and he's loving it. He's he's living it. He's he's doing the dream. Uh, he's a woman. <laughs> but he but he gets to to Charlie's house, and the cops have staked it out. And he's apprehended by the police. And at this point, uh, the North Pole sends out ELFs, a.k.a. E-F-L-S. I don't remember what the acronym stands for. Did anybody it's take... Effective Liberation Flight Squad. <laughs> yeah, Thank so is that, basically... Is that really it? That it. I'm yeah. so glad that's... So... Now. Bye, everybody. I'm so, so... so basically, J.K. Rowling, like, copped half of her fucking Elf Liberation Front or whatever from that. <laughs> I'm so glad that somebody wrote that down. So it's it's five kids in elf ears with like jetpack suits, and they fly in, and they they tie up a cop with what I must note. They have like crotch ribbon dispensers. Like they're yes. like they're like it's. They I looked like they were peeing on yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. As a kid, I was like, I was like, did they just piss ribbon onto the cop? I, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with the YouTube um, YouTube sensation Pizza Time with the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Don't worry about it then, um, but but they all use their their crotch ribbon dispensers to to collectively bukake this this police <laughs> um, keeping guard and and they tie him up and they they break Santa out, um, and and they break Santa out and they take him back and he he fulfills his Christmas duty by returning to the house and suddenly somehow there's a huge plot hole that because I can't tell like. Uh, his ex-wife and Judge Reinhold suddenly realize, oh, it is really, it is really Santa, and they're like, they're like, kind of buying it, and so because, at, been... because at that point he comes back to to say, I guess, good, to drop off Charlie and say goodbye because he's got to go be Santa, yeah, and they get a real like good hard look at him, and they look into his eyes and realize that like. I guess they the, the movie never spells it out, but you kind of I guess are meant to understand that they see the, the like ultimate goodness in his eyes. That yeah, of course he's Santa Claus. Yeah, they, yeah everybody yeah. recognizes Santa Claus, and so but even 
even Judge Reinhold, who doesn't believe in anything like God or Jesus or nothing, looks into him, looks into his eyes, and just like turns into a kid again and goes, <gasps> "My weenie whistle." Um, so <laughs> out of context, that sounds really bad. Yeah, uh, we should maybe explain that real quick. Okay, so uh, so there's Judge one Reinhold, point like, wants to blow on a wiener since he was three. There, <laughs> yeah, there's actually a, there, yeah. Back in the courtroom scene, there's like one moment where uh, his ex-wife and Judge Reinhardt are talking about when they stopped believing in Santa and it's gifts they didn't receive. Uh, so uh, ex-wife didn't get the, the dating game and Judge Reinhardt didn't get a, uh, an Oscar Mayer weenie whistle, uh, which we'll get back to now. So they realize he's the real Santa. They let him go. He goes back up the chimney and he starts flying off in his sleigh after he left. He's like, Charlie, I've got other kids to take care of. You be a good kid. He flies off and then he like kind of showboats around in front of the police snipers for a while, which is kind of a really bad idea. And everybody's like, oh, it's Santa. And then he drops down two parachutes and it's the dating game and the Oscar Mayer weenie whistle. It's like Bad Santa said. I mean, what are the cops going to do? Shooting an arm, Santa Christmas Eve is the most fucked up thing since Rodney King. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And so so he showboats a little bit and the cops end up going away and all the kids are like, wow, it's Santa, whatever. Who gives a shit? Um, And then the secret elves that were watching the entire time, like, skip off into the night. Yeah, that was really weird. Like, not even just the ELFLA squad, but, like, in the crowd of children, there's, like, other elves that are, like, just watching, I guess. I don't know why. Or are they supposed to be the elves that are undercover? You know how, well, I mean, how the story goes. He sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake. How do you think uh, he knows that? Uh, because he has eye, because he has eyes and ears everywhere. Fair Those enough. fuckers are watching you when you poop. Fair yeah. enough. Um, and so eventually, then then Charlie gets picked up, and we have a we have a good laugh as the mom's like, "Over no oceans, okay? No open water." And then they fly off into the night, and everybody's happy. And the Santa Claus is now the Santa Claus. The end. And then I must mention immediately when the movie ends, what does Netflix recommend to me? Fuller House. Because this is the most oh, 90s fucking movie in existence. It the recommended end. to me D2, The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> That's Perfect. also... You know what? Me too. That's a very good one as well. When we watch these on our own Netflix account at home, we actually have like a user uh, dedicated just to Christmas creeps. Oh, that's a so better idea. Ruin, so we don't ruin our Netflix <laughs> Your cues. algorithm. Yeah. yeah. I am not nearly as uh, safe as you guys are. I just let my Netflix queue think I'm a crazy person. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, you want to one... watch Reindeer Games in June? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one final detail I would like to bring up uh, when the w- during the the montage of ZZ Top when they're uh, the cops are arresting Santa Claus, all the Santa Clauses around town, and they're trying to figure out how to get Scott Calvin. Uh, the chief lays out his plan, and he's showing them where they're going to be stationed. You're going to be here, and you're going to be there, and it's this big chalkboard map of town. Yep. And the biggest, the, the largest building in town is clearly labeled, and it's the donut shop. Wah, wah. <laughs> and like, all the cop cars are labeled to be parked outside the donut shop. That's yes. Like, that's like patrol car parking. Of course. This is like the most 90s joke you could make. Cops love donuts. Get it? <laughs> right. And then later, if you hadn't gotten it yet, a cop eats a donut. Yeah, well, yeah. Charlie shoves it into his mouth after they and, restrain him. And yeah. don't tell me he didn't eat the donut. <laughs> He certainly right, did. After they piss ribbons all over him. <laughs> yes. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta give yourself a little something, otherwise your day is just miserable. Treat yeah. yourself. Exactly. Treat yourself. Nineteen ninety four. 
Oh, you know what else? You know what else really threw me off this time that I, I had never noticed before? What? When Santa gets when Scott gets arrested, and uh, Judy's trying to like call him on his uh, his two way radio in his hat because his hat's been left behind, yeah. and then it cuts to the elf workshop like a command center, and Bernard and one of the other elves are just sitting around drinking chemi- like bubbling chemicals out of like a whiskey still. I didn't. Yeah. Know, guys, I didn't even notice this. The other one is Q Branch. His name is Quentin, and he's British. Oh, the, oh the tech guy. Oh, yeah. oh shit! Yeah. Can okay. we? Can we rewind a second? Because I, I really loved the scene. How it was totally glossed over that Charlie is somehow some sort of technological genius. Because Quentin or Q, what Qbert, whatever the fuck his name is, is like Q-Bert. Charlie and I bounced some ideas off each other, and he came up with some really good stuff. We're gonna add it all into the sleigh. I don't know. And he's, yeah, he's got mean, like a little it's... hard hat, and he's like working on a circuit board. It's like immersion, gonna... immersion broken. We're going to let Charlie just play Bob the Builder over there while we actually do the real hard work here. <laughs> yes. Okay, right, Santa? Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. they... I just wanted him to feel included. Yeah. But no, like they're kiss up in the that scene. Son. In... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to let the boss's son feel included. Um, otherwise, he's just going to fuck off and maybe fire you when he gets old enough. <laughs> um, but no, in this in that scene where they call where like they Santa is missing and they call you see back to command center bernard and quentin are just sitting back in in like lawn chairs drinking like mar- like bubbling blue and green martinis of god knows what and i was just thinking like this is how they stay so young <laughs> they're manufacturing <laughs> chemicals uh like they've 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 reverse engineered the fountain of youth and they're just drinking it as a christmas time treat oh shit maybe that's how they stay so young yeah it goes deeper the the well goes who, deeper. Who None of this, by the way, goes. is touched upon in either of the sequels. Okay, uh, so let's talk about the you, sequels. And do you how, want? It, like, do you want a really quick? Years later. Yeah. yeah, break down the sequels because I know nothing about either okay. of the sequels. Well, so just the fact that like it took eight years for a sequel, like is that when Tim Allen finally ran out of fucking coke money? Was it was it direct to video or was it? No, there were two sequels, both of which went went to theaters. Oh my god! I recall this because I worked at a theater when the Santa Claus Three came out. Um, give me but, a third elevator fit, uh, elevator pitch for both of them. The Santa Claus two came out in 2002. So yeah, eight years later. And it's called, uh, the Mrs. Claus is the name of this movie. And it's about, uh, the, the, the hidden clause in the Santa Claus contract that says Santa Claus has like X amount of time to find a, a wife. And if he doesn't find a wife in that amount of time, he, he must, he, he must forfeit the role of Santa Claus. Oh, Okay. <laughs> but in this movie, so there's two, pl- there's three plots running concurrently in this movie. The first plot is that is that Scott Calvin has to go home and find a wife. It's like a romantic comedy where Santa Claus has to get married. The second plot is that his son Charlie is now a troubled teenager who's oh, acting no. out irrationally at school. And he's acting out irrationally because his high school principal is super anti-Christmas, and Charlie thinks that's terrible. So Charlie turns into like a, a you know, a graffiti artist, pro-Christmas, a pro-Christmas oh rebel. So, oh man, and, the fucking war on Christmas. And guess who marries Santa at the end? Ex-wife, Jack the River. No, the anti-Christmas uh, principal. <laughs> Oh, oh, my oh God. a lady. Oh he has, man, he has to melt melt her her icy heart with a warm santa song and you said there were three plots so what's the c plot 
The C plot is while all of this is happening, Santa builds a fake Santa out of a toy machine to keep things running at the North Pole. Oh, while no. the, while he's trying to get hitched, the fake Santa becomes Stalin Santa and usurps his throne as what? the king of the North Pole. What? Yes. What? What? Yes. I need to see. Th- we need to do this movie. We have to watch it's, this movie. It's it on is. Netflix oh too, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. It is I'm fucking pretty, insane. I'm pretty sure it is. Have you seen it, or you just I know have. about it? Wow. And okay, Santa the usurper. The the third one came out four years after that, and it's called The Escape Clause. Now this movie is about. <laughs> it's a heist movie. <laughs> This movie is about Jack Frost, played by Martin Short, deciding that he's tired of being Jack Frost and he wants to be Santa Claus. So he concocts a scheme to kick Scott Calvin out of the Santa Claus role and become Santa himself, where he promptly ruins Christmas. Why didn't he do that, like, in 1994? I don't know. Is it still Tim Allen? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Money. Money, huh? I remember very much hating this movie. I only saw it years after the fact, but like while it was in theaters, I hated it because like the trailers ran for it constantly. And Martin Short is like one of those actors who just, everything out of his mouth just grates on your soul. <laughs> and I'm sure you listened to it about 3,000 times. Yes. Mm. Uh, because when you're an usher at a movie theater, you have to sit there and watch and make sure nobody, um, you know... Smokes, starts, smokes up or, 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 or smokes gets busy jazz, in the back row. Right, I was going to say, jazz starts cigarette. fucking in the theater. Uh, have to, have to, you have to patrol the movie theaters to make sure nobody's sneaking in, like anybody's going to sneak into Santa Claus 3. Right. Um, I, I think I mentioned this story before, but that whole, like, yeah, I have seen the Lizzie McGuire movie like three billion fucking times because the <laughs> year it came out, I worked in a fucking Walmart electronics department. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so I'm sorry so for you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry so, for your loss. <laughs> sorry for your loss, indeed. So, should we uh, crankometer this this monkey? Yeah. Well, sure. I want to talk about Eric Lloyd for a minute. We need to okay, okay, Eric. yeah. Tell I us about Eric. I'm, I'm looking at his... He's not related to Jake Lloyd, strangely enough. That Wait, he's not? No, he's not. He should be. I've always <laughs> okay. thought he was. But I'm going to read you some of the things he's been in that, that are Christmas-related or sound Christmas-related. Okay. The Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Then, he, in a thing called the Oz Kids... Which seems to actually be a like Wizard of Oz related, some sort of video thing. But okay. there is one called the Christmas, the Oz Kids Christmas in Oz. Then there's one called the Oz Kids. I think there's supposed to be a colon here, but I but I'm going to pronounce it like it's written. The Oz Kids who stole Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's supposed to be the Oz Kids colon who stole Santa. Oh, nah. question mark. So yeah, that that reminds me of how uh, Yahoo answers are when there's one that's written as like a statement, but they all have a question mark after them. <laughs> right, because they're supposed to be questions. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So they all they, like they on... do wait and say mother who killed their baby because their baby cannot freak back. Freak yeah. back. I'm so sorry for your lots. Exactly. Um, he's also the fucking kid from Dunson Checks In. Oh yeah. yeah. He is in a movie called A Christmas Memory, a TV movie. Lifetime? Um, let's Probably. Find out, actually. A Christmas memory. We haven't even touched is... on Lifetime, have we? And we never will. Oh, no. that's, a, that's a deep, deep well for when we're all in retirement. Yeah, when, when we have completely like run out of things to do on this show, we will then touch Lifetime. No, Unless... Yeah, that's... That's a deep well that we can get into over the next four it years. Is, there's like 500. Everything is terrible. There's 500 no, no, no. of them. 
it is it is the Kmart to Lifetime Movie Network's uh, Walmart. It is the Hallmark Channel. Oh, damn. oh that, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. The Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Unless there's some extenuating circumstance like Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever, I would oh, rather I not. I guess that was a Hallmark one. Anyways. Okay, that's the, the, the Christmas memory thing shows up later on on, on this TV list as well. But yeah, also, like, is, also uh, Eric Lloyd was in the Santa Claus 3, and he played young Bruce Wayne in Batman and Robin. Hmm. 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 <laughs> Nobody was impressed by that. Okay. I'm I'm just surprised Jonathan didn't start making villager noises from Minecraft. Hmm. Um <laughs> Okay, Notch no not 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 Notch sold his company. Jeb Jeb, I know you're listening out there, you fat fuck. I don't know if you're fat or not. You're No, you're... Jeb's not a fat fuck. Jeb, I know you're listening out there, you skinny fuck. <laughs> Why the fuck can I not buy a villager action figure that has a button on the back of it when you push the button it goes hmm. That's all I want on my life, a fucking talking caveman Squidward action figure. That's what I want for Christmas. That's true. This is something Jonathan's wanted for years. <laughs> since since Minecraft was a thing. Fucking I'm, nerds. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry that I can't make this Christmas miracle happen for you. <laughs> it's okay. You've got to be sorry, trust me. <laughs> Maybe somebody will one day. Should we crank Maybe on one of our, our lovely listeners can find one of those merch, for you. your merch, Jeb. <laughs> Yeah, my Minecraft Council send us send us villager. Send figures. us this thing that definitely does not exist. Balls yes. in your court. <laughs> anyway, so crankometer time, people. What? How? How Christmassy is the Santa Claus? I would wager very Christmassy. Christmassy is, is hell. It is quite Christmassy. Yes. It is. It is perhaps as Christmassy as you could get without. Yes. I don't have an end to that sentence. It is as Christmassy yeah. as you can get. Yes, it like, is all about only, Christmas. Not only the trappings of Christmas, but also the like family, you know, loved ones message of Christmas. Yes, it it's very, very it's Christmassy. Very much about you know children teaching children the proper lesson about Christmas and family and how to give and how to be un, how to be uh, selfless and uh, which are also all kind of like incidental lessons that are sort of underneath the, all of the Santa Claus stuff, but right. they're definitely there. So yeah, it's uh, uh I mean, would you give it a 5 for Christmas? I think we would have to give it a 5. I yeah. think it deserves a 5 on the Christmas scale. Yeah. Now, the real question, did we all enjoy this or did we not? I didn't like it, but I didn't like fucking hate it with a passion either. It's like like I said, it would have been like a likable movie had they put a likable person in the star role. Yeah, yeah, I I just hate Tim Allen. I I would give it maybe like a zero or a one. Zero, I was zero gonna one, say one. I was gonna say one. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't hate are, it. I will admit to saying that there are some residual nostalgic feelings I have for this movie because when it came out and when I was a kid, I did watch this movie a lot. So, right. Take I, that yeah. for what it's worth. But yeah, watching it now for the first time in maybe a decade. I can rightly say that, uh, yeah, it's probably not great. It's very much a product of its time, and um, but you know what? It's a Disney product, and people seem to like it still. They still run it on TV. I don't know when they run it on TV now because, like, the Freeform or whatever it's called shows Elf twenty four hours a day now. But oh, uh, Jesus. Santa Claus and does still get played. To its credit, as well, I didn't. I went in dreading it and thinking. I was like, I. I 
I seem to recall, I was like, oh, this is going to be a really bad movie. And I ended up enjoying it more than I thought I would. I wouldn't say it was an great movie but i'd give it a one yeah i mean yeah a one at least puts it in the positives you know like it's not very good but it's it's not so bad that we're like dropping it down to the negatives either i I feel comfortable giving it a one yeah i think uh agreed yeah yeah agreed okay the santa claus from 1994 scores a 5-1 on our patented crankometer meter now uh it's at this point in the show when I, I would want to say, let's uh, open up the crankometer and see what the year looks like, because this is the last, this is our last episode for the year, guys. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not doing a New Year's show. You guys can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, but let me find our crankometer here and take us a look. See. Okay. I, uh, I have been keeping up with it. I've been uh, sort of tweaking it every time we do an episode thanks to our pal booker who uh made Yay. us a lovely little crankometer yes. last Thank christmas um that was okay. a great christmas present yes it was it was lovely i was not expecting it but i'm so happy to have it um so okay looking at it now uh we did pretty well for ourselves in picking movies that we all thought we might like because our positive uh quadrant in our crankometer is stacked <laughs> oh good good we got that, 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 we that just Chris... means we're gonna have to torture ourselves more. Yeah, next that's year. only gonna lead to yeah. more pain later. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got Christmas vacation at the Pinnacle at, at five five. No, we we put it at six five. I remember that now. Right. Yes, um, because it's it's the greatest. It's the the, the best thing I've made. <laughs> well, is it uh, six five or five six? It is one two. Five. I mean, did we say it was it was? Like no, you're right. It is five six. It is five six. I'm sorry. It is, yeah, it is as Christmassy as you can get, and also better than our scale allows. Right. Uh, and then right yeah. underneath that, we've got The Grinch, the original cartoon from 1966, or 65, I believe. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. like, right right there in a row, uh, we've got uh, The Night Before, and Krampus, and Love the Coopers. Love the Coopers surprised us. Like, it's it's pretty good, but not all that Christmassy. Right. Um, then we got... Um, Love we got, the Coopers. Um, it was the one, uh, fuck, I'm, I can't Is that remember. the, is that the Steve it's Martin's the, the dog one? Isn't that the, yes. se- it's the sequel to Meet the Coopers. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I remember <laughs> it had the dude that was, like, the fucking cab driver, and, like, the airport, and, and all that. Like, And John fucking... Goodman is, John Goodman and Diane Keaton are getting divorced. Okay, yeah. They had, yeah, like, okay. the baby that died. And like the yeah. night before is the is not the nightmare before Christmas. The night before is the Seth Rogen JGL Seth Rogen. Anthony Mackie yeah. one. Yeah, the thing of hey, we're all unironic Miley Cyrus fans, even though we're in our thirties. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like we actually enjoyed that though. I yeah. so I yeah so. love love the Coopers and Krampus both got the same score from us, which I realize mm-hmm. is maybe a little contentious. Okay. Uh, uh yeah, because for... Krampus sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn. Um. So we got uh, Love Actually, Unaccompanied Minors, Lethal Weapon, Jack Frost 2 un- be- unbelievably made it into our positive quadrant. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> John and I actually enjoyed it a lot more than we th- we maybe should have. Yeah, that, that was an episode that I missed. And I like I had started to watch it at home. And <laughs> I couldn't do it. It was, it it was is... like super. It's very campy, though. Like it, it's it's like that on purpose. But yeah, oh it's, my God. it's it starts bad and then gets hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we got uh, Trapped in Paradise is the last one at 1-1 in our qu- positive quadrant. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of riding the zero scale is Die Hard 2 and Home Alone 2. Okay. 
The only movie in our absolute negative quadrant this year is Holidays, which I think we'll oh, all wow. agree was just Holidays. garbage. Holidays is a piece of shit. It was. <laughs> and then, um, yes, for, for positive Christmas but negative quality, we've got the Turtles Christmas special, the Munsters Christmas special, Christmas Story 2, and the Jim Carrey Grinch. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, on our on this scale, uh, the Santa Claus would be let's see here, yeah, all the way to the right and just a notch above zero. Yeah, um, more Christmassy than Krampus, but not as good. Okay, <laughs> I'll I think it. that's fair. I think that's a good yeah. place to end it. I mean, it is um, a, subje- a subjective scale too, so of course we're gonna yeah. have to different at different times, but you know. Uh, but before we leave tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we leave and let you uh, enjoy the rest of your Christmas, uh, we did take the time to ask some of our listeners on Twitter for some listener questions, and we want to address those really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first up comes from uh, our, our pal Rodney, at SlipKid24 on Twitter, who asks, what's the better Christmas movie, Trading Places or Die Hard? I've never seen Trading Places. Same. so Yeah. But Die Hard is one of my favorite movies, and it is uh, probably my favorite Christmas movie, so I'll say that one. Mm. Well, that and, like, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, they're, they're yeah. very close. Uh, Trading Places is good, I'll say that. We we probably should get to get around to that sooner, sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you put anything up against Die Hard, it's going to lose, so... I would like to uh, point out on Twitter, the last few days I've been seeing people posting pictures of a diehard Christmas ornament that I want in my life. Oh, yeah, I saw, I think you retweeted it. I saw it, yes, too. I it's did. fantastic. I did. It's fantastic. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes, but if you haven't seen it, it's basically like a picture of John McClane in the, uh, the air duct. <laughs> yes. and it's like a little box. To look, yeah. they look like an air duct, and it's like an ornament on a Christmas tree. It's fantastic. Right. It's, it's like so a little good. like diorama ornament thing. It's Let, let's. Yes. I let's, would love to buy one if somebody wants to start producing those. Etsy. Same. We, you heard us. Let's turn that question on its ear a little bit okay. and rephrase it. Are there? I mean, everybody's going to be different, but are there any holiday movies that exceed Die Hard for for any of you? Um. And I, I don't even think we've talked about what our no. favorite... Sorry? Sorry, go ahead. I said, in terms of being just like a better movie, bar none, like, no, no Christmas movie is going to be better than Die Hard. But in terms of being, like, the most Christmassy movie, yeah, I mean... I mean, there are plenty out there, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a matter of opinion and, and whatever speaks to you personally as, like, your I mean, quintessential I mean, Christmas movie. What second you ask me, it's my, my favorite Christmas movie is going to be either Die Hard or Christmas Vacation. Right. And, I mean, I, I love your, like, usual suspects, too. Like, um, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is also one of my favorite movies just in general. I love it. And, uh, and I grew up watching It's a Wonderful Life every year at Christmas, so I kind of <laughs> love that movie, too. Yeah, that Even, one's kind of a staple for a reason. Like, it's, it's, yeah. if, if any... If anything on this show is kind of untouchable that's the one yeah like i mean i'll make fun of it you know well yeah i'll make fun of it but i don't think obviously but but it's not one that i it's not one that i feel like we should pick apart as part of the show yeah i sincerely love that movie so that's another one i i I wouldn't want to like say any one of them is my absolute favorite but those are they're probably those are probably like my top ones oh hey joe i found something for you to waste your money on (laughs) okay die hard the nakatobi plaza collection I've one, seen that. Is that the one that comes words? with the 
yeah, six Blu-ray set with a fucking model of the of the, <laughs> oh, the Nakatomi like, Tower. Yeah, that, that's like the Fox fucking Fort Fast Network. and Furious uh, DVD collection that you have. That's in a tire. <laughs> yeah, it's in like a, a not a fully functioning car tire because that would be crazy. But it yeah. is made of like like industrial grade rubber. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I love that thing. Um, no, the, the Die Hard collection I love because it it's a thing that I think more film studios should do, which is to make a DVD collection and then house it inside a model of their own headquarters. Because the Nakatomi <laughs> oh, building yeah. is is the Fox headquarters. Huh. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's like they just took their own building and made that sort of the backdrop of their big movie for that year. And yeah. uh, you can like drive up to it. It's like 20th Century Fox main building, main office. I, uh, I guess you can only do that like once, so it's a good a good one that they did it on. I, I mean, unless they want to make like a Universal Monsters collection and put it inside a model of Universal Studios, <laughs> right? Or like an Animani- dude, an Animaniacs collection inside a water the, tower. Oh, the Warner Brothers tower. Yeah, yes. shit, dude. shit. That's or the you, one. If if anything, yeah. if any of those ever could exist, that is the one. Not even yes. not even just Animaniacs, but like the whole Steven Spielberg animation series thing. Oh yeah, Tiny Toons, Freakazoid, Hysteria, do the whole thing. Yes, absolutely. I am kind of the brain. sad that the most Day recent one. version of the Futurama Complete series does not come in Bender's head anymore. Aww. It used to. Yeah, the, the the DVD set used to be like it was basically Bender's head was a spit like a DVD spindle roll inside it. Yeah. Now it's just a regular box set that does kind of disappoint me a little bit. That's that's pathetic. But hey, uh, if you want to make me feel better, you can buy it for me. <laughs> Uh, just just send that to uh, at christmascreeps at gmail dot com. Um, <laughs> that's that's not even our right email address. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so moving on, we have second question. Yes. Alrighty. Uh, last question of the night comes from our buddy Booker. He's back. Uh, hey, Booker. Let's see. Yuletide prankster at Captain Booker on Twitter. Which of the old Rankin Bass specials is your favorite? Okay, are those um are those the ones like uh, Rudolph and and those movies? Yes. Okay, yes. Rudolph. Yeah, that, that's, that's the one I always watch. Like the one with the drunk fucking Burl Ives. That's Rudolph. Rudolph. What? Yeah, that's what that one then, yeah. Let's let's <laughs> let's look up the list here just to make sure. I I will um, say I watched um uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town for the first time this year, and maybe I should have just stayed away or, or ha- maybe I should have seen it when I was a child because I watched it now that I'm 30 and something about it like fundamentally bothers me. Um, <laughs> like the songs, the songs do yeah. not touch me. The story of Santa Claus, like sort of fighting against uh, an anti-Christmas establishment is like weirdly political for us for a seventies claymation special. I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing the point of it, but didn't, uh, didn't Santa Claus coming do, down. I don't know. Didn't they also do a year without Santa Claus? They did. Yeah, I'm looking at the okay. list. Do you want me to go down the list? I never saw that, but there have been people in my life who fucking love a year without Santa Claus. But the only one, I, not just, me. Just real quick, the- just really quick. <laughs> I, I love Rudolph growing up, and I saw Frosty, which I think was one as well. It was yep. it was like animated, but I didn't yeah. care for Frosty as much. I don't think anybody did. I mean, yeah, Frosty's fine, uh, but then when you get to like Frosty Returns, it gets really just like bottom of the barrel kind of stuff. Frosty and... Forever, Frosty and Robin. Uh... <laughs> 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 All right, Brad. Yeah, uh, hit us with that list. Uh, Rudolph the Red Nose, Reindeer, 
I'm going to skip over non-Christmas ones. Uh, Little Drummer Boy, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, uh, The Year Without Santa Claus, The First Christmas, The Story of the First Christmas Snow, Rudolph's Shiny New Year, The Little Drummer Boy Book 2, not sure what's up with that, uh, Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey, Jack Frost, Pinocchio's Christmas, The Leprechaun's Christmas Gold... And right. and the life and adventures of Santa Claus are the stop oh, motion man. specials. The only okay. one, yeah. No, go ahead. The only ones that I remember honestly are Read Off the Red Nosed Reindeer and Little Drummer Boy, and it's got to be and I guess Frosty, but uh, Rudolph by by a nose, I would say. Yeah. Ho ho. By a nose. <laughs> Thank you. No, and not Pinocchio. Correct. Um. Yeah. I, can I just I, I'll I'll just say this real quick, uh, maybe a, a tease for what's coming next year. Um, I found out that there is a live action se- remake of The Year Without a Santa Claus. Oh yeah, and yeah. I I I fucking bought a copy of that so fast it would have made your head spin. <laughs> oh my god! I saw it on Amazon. It was five dollars. I looked at the cast and said John Goodman, Chris Kattan. Eddie Griffin, Harvey Firestein, Michael McKean, I have to have this. Oh, I can't wait. 2017 is going to be a banner Christ. year. Ha- you know what, though? Star- like- starring, in this, starring in this as the heat miser and the snow miser are Harvey Firestein and Michael McKean. And that's just that just sounds like the best thing ever. <laughs> did, did they put Harvey Firestein as the heat miser just because he has fire, in his, fire in his name? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I think they did. Best casting so- decision ever. Yeah. Um... God, what was I gonna say? Sorry, John. John actually ran to the restroom. Uh, but, Holy uh, shit! The the the, uh, the the amazement doesn't start stop there. Uh, a, the live action year without a Santa Claus was directed by uh, Ron Underwood, who you may know from s- directing such films as Tremors and City Slickers and Mighty what? Joe Young and what? The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Holy shit. <laughs> was this directed um, DVD or was this TV movie or what? I believe it was a TV movie. Okay. Damn. It has to have been, because I can't imagine this being a theatrical thing. I mean, I guess um, not. Definitely um, not. Talking about Little Drummer Boy, though, also made me think of one of my favorite Christmas things, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, David Bowie and Bing Crosby. And oh, the, yeah. The video that they did where they did Little Drummer Boy. And we should definitely put that on our website to ring out this terrible year of 2016, since we did lose David Bowie this year. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good idea. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about like just for the rest of the year between Christmas and New Year's, maybe just like posting like YouTube videos of like Christmas songs that I like, just yeah. just for fun. Can you also post the Vine? Uh, I will send it to you of the Frosty the Snowman animatronic doll falling off the shelf. <laughs> after doing yeah, the dance. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure, I will. I, I I need you to put that in the show notes because Don't uh, put I, in the show notes, please. I uh I laugh like an idiot at it every single time. And my wife recently joined Twitter and she gets to see all my retweets and she's like, I saw your thing. And I was like, Yeah, you did. And then she was oh, like, yeah, and, no, and, and the first thing she said to me was, You probably laughed in it like an idiot at it, didn't you? And I'm like, Yep. And then I brought it up and I started laughing. I couldn't stop laughing for like three minutes. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. It's the best. Oh man. Uh, side side note: How is your wife like such a real person that she has only just now joined Twitter? Because <laughs> she's awesome. I, I 
I, I understand because she's like an actual human adult who does other things. Yeah, she's, she's <laughs> she has a re- she has a real person job with real obligations, and it's, she doesn't have time right. for this malarkey. It's funny. Yeah. She actually only joined Twitter because it was an official requirement of a rotation at her job. Oh Ooh. wow! Uh, but now she's on it, and she likes it. So now she and now she knows what a complete and utter turbo nerd you are now. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I've, I've Not- actually had to had to curb. Curb my uh, my retweeting a little bit. I, there was one one thing left on my show notes, uh, really quick that I wanted to ask you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, consider this a listener question of sorts. If you were the if you were offered the opportunity to turn into the Santa Claus, a la this movie, in the same sort of body horror situation, would oh, you God. would you do it? Hell no. It would depend. How old am I? Like not not like how old am I now? But what at what age am I being offered this opportunity? You're being offered this opportunity right now. Somebody the, the the ELFS force is showing up at your doorstep and is has a briefcase and they're offering you a one time opportunity to become Santa Claus. I would spray them with the garden hose. You know what? I would accept they go down there and be like, guess what? Christmas is canceled, bitches. Boom. <laughs> Christmas doesn't exist anymore because I no. say so. <laughs> I can imagine John becoming Santa and all of the elves immediately hating him for it and trying to find ways to kill him. Oh, this What guy. would happen is that John would take up the mantle and would immediately turn into Krampus. He, he would become like evil Santa. Oh, dark Santa! I love it. No, I would yeah. no, I would turn into the robot Santa from Futurama. The only person who's nice is, is Bird. Oh yeah, that's true. Santa Claus, C L A W S. You better not breathe. You better not move. Yes. Joe. <laughs> yes or no? Honestly, looking down the barrel of of you know 2017 <laughs> God, and yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should oh, take the man. easy way out now. That is a good answer. If if actually. my wife gets to join me as Mrs. Claus, yeah, I'd take that. Mm. That's true. That yeah, that's part of it. Like I wouldn't want to go it alone. If Jonathan would have to be Mrs. Claus. Well, <laughs> I... <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like Nick Ruprecht or whatever. If anything. Oh, what if no? What if we? What if we got the opportunity to go as as Saint Nick and as Krampus together? Like Ooh. one of us would be Santa and one would be Krampus. power duo. Yeah, I yeah, love it. we'd be I like the it. ultimate power does, couple. Like, does someone have to like be Zorta Pete in this situation? <laughs> no, <laughs> have to have a one, of, one of your Jesus cats. Is, one of your cats. Yeah, right. Cat, we're, we're not. We're not going to have literal human slaves. Or your cats or, Voltron or together people. as as as, as Zorta Pete. Uh, Robot. Oh, right. man. No Felix Dutch people. Felix needs to be Knight Ruprecht or whatever his name is. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, we, we have an orange kitty and like a tortoise shell colored tabby and then we have a calico cat, so take that as you will. <laughs> well, I, I think, uh, guys, I, I would love to keep uh, talking and recording, but I think we've got to cut this episode short. So uh, it's yeah. probably run long already. I'm not sure. I'll it's have to check the timestamp. but. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. We've made it this far, and we're still going. We're uh, still so alive. Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you have a, a wonderful holiday and a happy new year and a safe and sane new year. Mm. I feel a, yeah. I feel the need to wish everybody um, well in the new year because, good Lord, we're all going to need it. Um, yeah, I, I do want to give a sincere happy holidays to anyone that listens to this, you know, whether you celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas or Eid or fucking Kwanzaa or... Or nothing at all, or, even. or Yeah, or nothing or the fucking Yule, you know, whatever. Winter holidays. Yeah. 
We hope not. you're. We hope you're Thanks. doing well. Yeah, and take care of yourself. Well. Treat yeah. yourself. It's it's treat yourself season. <laughs> exactly. Been eyeing a nice video game. Buy it. As the two prophets once said, be excellent to each other and party on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so quote the bard. Yes, that's really the takeaway. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this this is this has been Christmas creeps for 2016, and we have many more uh, fantastical holiday adventures planned in the year to come. So I hope you'll join us on on our uh, quest to watch and review and and hate as many awful Christmas movies as we can find, or uh, holiday or or you know whatever comes across our path, we will record it and put it out on the internet for your uh, listening enjoyment. But until then, uh, you can find us online uh, at christmascreeps.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at christmascreeps. Uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash christmascreeps. And, of course, you can email any questions, comments, or uh, episode suggestions to xmascreeps at gmail.com. Uh, so for Christmas Creeps, I am Joseph Wade. I'm Karen Five. Uh, we should watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And I'm Bradford. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Wait, do all I, a good night. Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 we got, we're going to have to back up and do that because, oh, that's good. Merry oh. Christmas to all and to all. Round one. Fight. <laughs> Happy Christmas. Bye-bye.